Hi, I'm Gail Trotter, host of The Gail Trotter Show. I'm so excited to have as a guest on the show today, Liz Harrington. She is a spokesperson for the RNC, and she is a wonderful person to talk to about the exciting Republican National Convention. Liz, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So last night, the theme of the RNC convention was Land of Promise. And the RNC definitely delivered in this theme for the convention last night with speeches from Kimberly Guilfoyle, from Senator Tim Scott, from the McCloskeys. And I think there were so many exciting moments from last night that was shared with America about President Trump's second term agenda. You're really intimately involved in the preparation and the behind the scenes for the RNC. So what was the most surprising thing that you saw last night? I think the most important thing was that theme, to hear from real Americans whose stories are so powerful and really give a more accurate picture of what this country is all about. You know, at the DNC last week, they painted a picture of, that's not what America is. They painted a picture that was inaccurate about the president. And so at our convention and what we saw last night, we told the true story about America and the true story about the man who leads it. And so the land of promise, when you think about Natalie Harp, who through right to try, bipartisan legislation that has gotten no attention. She had terminal bone cancer and now she's thriving just because she was given that opportunity, that fighting chance at new experimental treatments. Because what do you have to lose? Remember President Trump said it so well in 2016. That philosophy is at the heart of what this country is. And we had to show last night through these Uh, just profound statements and speeches from so many diverse people within our party. That is what is at stake. The Democrats don't like to talk about binaries, but there's a binary choice. And when you hear from someone like Maximo Alvarez, whose family fled communism twice, they fled it from Spain, and then they had to flee it from Cuba. And to hear those powerful statements about him getting to choose his path in this country, getting the freedom in America. After America, there's there's nowhere else to go. And so that stark choice is really what's at stake in this election. And we thought it was very important to hear from the real Americans who've benefited under President Trump's policy, who've benefited from living in the greatest country on earth. And that really came across. And I think it's so important to really show the true nature of America. Senator Scott, don't tell me that this country isn't great when he said what he said last night, that his family went from cotton to Congress within one lifetime. Don't tell me America isn't great. That was one of my favorite moments. He talked about how he lived his mother's American dream. And he shared, I would say, a quintessential American story, how he failed out of ninth grade 
and he was taken under the wing of an entrepreneur, a small business owner who said, you know, hard work gets you an income, but what you really want is you want to create jobs for other people and you impact your community by being able to have these businesses that create opportunities for people. And he talked about how President Trump has worked with him on these opportunity zones and trying to change how these distressed neighborhoods are able to create opportunities, not only through economics and increasing those opportunities, but tell us a little bit about the school choice efforts that he referenced in his speech. It is a defining issue of our times. For far too long, teachers unions are just have full control over the Democrat party. People are really waking up to this fact because they're not allowed to send their kids back to school this fall because of the, the pandemic. They're using it as an excuse uh, to take more power and control. Well, that's not new. That's not new to this uh, coronavirus pandemic. That's what teachers unions and Democrats have been doing for decades, keeping kids out of the school of their choice, keeping that power, that agency, your ability to chart your own path. That begins with a level playing field and opportunity for everyone. And that begins with the parent being able to make the decision for what's best for their family. It's such an important issue. You're going to be hearing a lot more about it this week. I'm so glad Senator Scott mentioned it. But it really is, when you talk about his story, it's about building up. It's about building on relationships and everyone has someone in their life that's helped them and then building more for the future for everyone else. What are the Democrats saying? It's all tear down, tear down statues, tear down our history, tear down our founding, rewrite it into a new far left radical vision. And we heard the stories last night. It's the same old story. And we are actually proud of what we've been able to accomplish. That's why we're proud in featuring President Trump every single night. And we talk about land of promise, 50 hostages from 22 different countries being held, returned to America under President Trump's leadership. These are real uh, policies that affect lives. And there's a choice here in this election. And it's so important about what we want our country to be, what we've been and where we're going. And so many of the voices they've talked about, the negative consequences when Democrats politicize the justice system, when they politicize school safety. We heard it from Andrew Pollack, who that spoke just, so powerfully about his daughter so Meadow. powerful with Andrew Pollack and being a parent myself. And he was talking about, he didn't want it to be political. He wanted to talk about school safety. And he said, that that message about the the fact that gun control did not protect his daughter and her classmates and the school really failed uh, that group of of you know young people who had all the promise ahead of them and i can't believe that if there was a dry eye across america watching his speech and i think it shows that it's not a republican democrat thing it's your it's what you're saying it's a binary choice and President Trump, when he appeared last night in the convention, he was speaking to us regular Americans. He had uh, interactions with a custodian, with a nurse. And they, one of the nurses said, President Trump, you, you amaze me, you inspire me, essentially, because you're able to put up with all the hatred 
that is thrown at you every single day and do what is right. And that is so, so very hard to do. And did you have any reflections on Herschel Walker's speech to America about his friend, Donald Trump? It was one of my favorite speeches of the night. It's hard to pick because there are so many powerful speeches and that, you know, the truth is very powerful and speaking from the heart is very powerful. And to have someone like Herschel Walker, who's known President Trump personally for 37 years and to just share his friendship. And I saw him follow up on uh, Fox afterwards and talking about his speech. He said, Donald Trump, I've known him for all this time. He's never asked me to speak on his behalf, but he wanted to because he feels it's important because the media and the Democrats are attacking his personal character and it's a lie. It's not true. President Trump has deep affection for the American people. That's why he gave up his life in Trump Tower. That's why he's, his family, his entire family has been under personal attack. You know, they're threatening to throw him in jail. I mean, the audacity for just, you know, wanting to get into politics and make real change for a change. I mean, that's what President Trump did. He's an outsider who saw things happening in the country that he didn't like. And he's been talking about him for decades. And he wanted to make a difference. And he has. And we heard from those people. We're going to continue to hear through them throughout the week. But these are people who actually know President Trump personally. And it's not for the cameras. Uh, the phone call he made to represent Jim Jordan's family when his family had a tragedy, uh, the phone calls he makes all the time, what he, his words to about Meadow Pollock and referencing her name so she's not forgotten, uh, this is important. And it's, he really truly does care about the country. And we all do. And that's what it was bipartisan last night. You heard from former Democrats like Vernon Jones. Vernon Jones, yes. A powerful message, absolutely. Because all the things that we had in common were, this is the land of promise and it's worth defending. This is a unique country that's given the most opportunity, the most freedom to the most people because of that profound founding documents that said, no, we're gonna govern ourselves and our rights come from God, not from government. And your job is to protect them. And we've seen the devastating consequences of the Biden-Harris agenda in action. It's what's happening in Minneapolis. It's what's happening in New York City, Seattle, Portland, LA, San Francisco. All of these places where Democrats have run for decades, Baltimore, where Kim Klasik was is She was fighting amazing. To, and so many amazing voices, but build back better why don't you start in Minneapolis? Why don't you start in Baltimore? Why don't you start in Chicago? The places that you've turned into third world countries under your far left radical agenda. Then we can talk, but people are fleeing just like uh, Maximo Alvarez's family fled. But like Maximo, they need to remember what they're fleeing when they leave these far left cities and vote accordingly. I think you said it so well. And looking back at the election of 2016, there were a lot of enthusiastic Donald Trump supporters and voters. There were also some reluctant Donald Trump voters. And we're hearing a lot from the left and the Democrats that those people are going to go back to the Democrat Party. Yet the reasons why they voted for President Trump, even if it was reluctantly, he's delivered on all of those promises. And there was an excellent montage last night 
talking about all those promises he made during his 2016 campaign that he has kept and that he has delivered on. Can you give us a little preview of what's ahead for us tonight? You're going to hear a lot more about those promises kept because it's truly remarkable. This is a historic presidency. He has accomplished so much of what he said he was going to do in such a short amount of time. And we're going to highlight that throughout the week. You're going to hear from more uh, normal, everyday, run-of-the-mill Americans. You know, they're just speaking from the heart about what's at stake in this election. It was very powerful last night. You're gonna to continue to see it throughout the week. And what's at stake with this very, you know, they call us, they have a funny trick they pull on us, the Democrats in the media. So they let their voters go out and riot and burn down churches or try to and throw feces at cops and the rest and just riot for 80 days in Portland. And if we bring it up, we're being very dark and divisive. So right. that's, that's the <laughs> trick they pull on us. But we're going to continue to show the contrast because this is what's at stake. Uh, the utter lawlessness, this mob rule that is just this cancel culture that Senator Scott really spoke to so well. He said, you know, do we want a, a country where it breeds a culture of success or do you want a culture that cancels anyone and everything that you barely even disagree with. That's not building up anyone. It's destructive. And so you're going to hear from Nicholas Sandman tonight, who's an inspiring young man, 16-year-old kid, went to Washington from Kentucky to go to the March for Life to exercise his First Amendment rights. His crime was standing silently while wearing a MAGA hat. And look what they tried to do to him. And it's it's really important to talk about these things because that's not, that is not America. Twitter is not America. This mob uh, that's outside, now they're outside the postmaster general's uh, door because it's too dangerous to go to the polls on election day, but we'll bang pots and pans outside and, you know, call them every Insane. name. In the, yeah, it's totally unhinged. They've whipped up mobs against Brett Kavanaugh, uh, Nick Sandman. It, it doesn't matter who you are. If you happen to disagree with them, maybe not even disagree with them, just don't go along with their narrative. It, it is so hostile. They'll try to ruin your life. They'll, they'll, they'll smear your good name. Enough of this. This is not what America has ever been about. It's in fact, what the founders warned against, against this mob rule. They were terrified of mob rule. And so it's very important for us to highlight these voices and say, that's not what this country is. Uh, we want to heal. We want to work together. We want to find solutions. And so what you're going to hear more throughout the week is what President Trump's going to do in the second term and also looking back on what he's already accomplished because he is, he's a can-do guy. He's a can-do, he has that can-do spirit, which, which is so great about America that we, we meet challenges head on and we want to solve problems. We innovate and we adapt. We're not, certainly not going to be defined by a pandemic born out of a communist regime. We're not gonna throw out our constitution because of it. We're gonna fight it, we're gonna win, and we're going to keep winning for all Americans because President Trump really, every single day he wakes up and figures out what problem can we work to solve today? And there's so much more in store for this country if we just continue to live up to those founding principles. 
So what message of hope would you give regular Americans who know that this is an unusual time, unlike any that we've experienced in our lifetime? So we have a stark choice between being pro-liberty and against tyranny and the vision that the Democrats presented last week at their convention. What message of hope do you have for Americans who are worried about the election this fall? Well, it's kind of what you mentioned, Gail, just in the uh, last question before that. In 2016, there was disorder in the Republican Party. There were people that came in very late in the end of the game. People were skeptical, uh, of course. But now we have the most diverse voices in our party. We're unified behind President Trump to have amb former Ambassador Nikki Haley speaking, to have just uh, Rand Paul's going to be speaking tonight. All these different, they fall in different spectrums yes. within our party, but we're unified. And even getting those disaffected Democrats, someone called into C-SPAN last night, said he had been voting Democrat his entire life. He watched the first night of the convention last night, and he said, I'm voting for President Trump. And his reason was because we actually weren't afraid to mention God. Democrats took it out of the pledge. I don't know why they're saying the pledge to begin with, because liberty and justice for all, are you getting any of that under their regimes in right. LA or San Francisco? They won't let you leave the basement. They, they want you all to be like Joe Biden. They won't let you go to church. So, but we're not afraid. He said, this caller, this voter called in and he said, the DNC, it was not even mentioned and it was everything to run away from that. That's our founding principles. Where do liberty and justice come from? And that's what the founders always understood. You have to have a moral citizenry. And we, we, we need to get back to that. This hostile, divisive, cancel culture, this mob whipping up hysteria, that's not what we've ever been about. So I would encourage all of your viewers, we're unified, we're bringing more people in because people see what's happening and they've seen it borne out during this pandemic. There's one party that has used it for political power and there's another that has tried to solve it and work together and uh, accomplish the impossible, right? That's what President Trump does. That's what uh, Americans always do. We defy expectations. We are still a great country. We're unified. And there's so much energy and enthusiasm. It is off the charts. We've never seen a movement like this because people know what's at the on the line. It really is the country. Like Maximo Alvarez said, there's nowhere else to go. This is the last great stand for freedom and we have to preserve it. And I know we're so unified and energized and there's, there, there are no boat parades for Joe Biden. I can tell you that. There's no energy whatsoever. And nobody, look at the ratings as well. I mean, nobody's tuning into the, nobody tuned into the DNC. They turned the channel because they had heard all these same lies from the same swamp politicians of the past. We have a new brighter future ahead. And we know working together, uh, there's nothing that America can't do. There's nothing that America and Americans can't do. I love that final message of hope for everybody who's watching this. Liz, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Subscribe below to my show so you don't miss our daily updates from the Republican National Convention and comment down below to Liz what you think about how the Republicans pre presented this message last night. Thank you for joining us. Thank you.
Thanks for listening to The Gail Trotter Show, right in D.C. Be sure to sign up for her mailing list on her website, gailtrotter.com. And also, follow her on Twitter, at Gail Trotter, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe now, it's easy. Thanks for listening. Share the truth. Share The Gail Trotter Show.